0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Now, amidst all the excitement that's been unfolding around Bafana Bafana's uh, semi-final position uh, and the potential that we have... uh good state of the nation address tomorrow uh, following some developments in the political space. Uh, We've been trying to keep an eye on the markets and the markets have been moving in their own way with the RAND doing its own thing. Uh, David Shapiro of Sassfin Wealth joins me now to take a look at that and other developments. Good evening, Uncle David. Uh, Happy to speak to you. Happy Wednesday. Uh, Not such a happy day for the RAND. Uh, Platinum counters also down, but Brent crude still below $80. You
1: know, it's a worry because... um the commodity side of the market's not playing you know it's not playing the game i mean it's under pressure all the time and just looking now most of the miners are down Sabanya down uh, all those related to platinum are are under quite a lot of pressure and we've seen no kind of support and jimmy you got to you you've got to read this against what china's trying to do you know get get their economy i know they're supporting the market uh buying back shares and uh, putting a lot of money into stabilizing the market but I don't think it's translated into any view that this is going to end up in uh, demand for commodities. So it's been a very soggy part of our market. Just can't get uh, any kind of grip. And and, and, and I say that against uh, the US, you know, the US markets which are still on the still going well, technology shares going uh, just looking at the Both the S&P and the NASDAQ, you know, both strong again, pushing towards, you know, new highs, pushing to new levels and that. So that's holding us back, you know.
0: Uncle, D- Uncle David, I had a look at the um, China story and I've got an interesting mm. theory developing around that is that um, markets and investors don't trust the Chinese yep. government. There was meddling in the past. Now you're wanting to say, OK, we'll, st- we'll yeah, take right. a step back and we will not interfere. But just two months ago in December, you said that tech yeah. uh, tech companies are going to have revenues limited from online sales. So the yep. market is saying we want to believe you, but you're, you haven't really given us reason to.
1: No, exactly. I think I think that's the big thing. There are a lot of fears, and um, I think that's why, if you look at some of the tech companies, they have very low levels, you know, very attractive in terms of their valuations, but there's concerns about low growth in China, and also this constant uh, overlooking by the government. In other words, controlling it, controlling their growth, controlling where they go, you know, controlling gaming, and I think that's a that to me is 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 the big worry, and we go back to Evergrande, which is the property company, and I think the big story there is they have this massive of 300 billion dollar debt, and uh, I think their concerns what happens if the government comes in and does assist uh, the company? Are they going to assist the bondholders or are they going to assist all the people who who are owed properties or put down deposits? So, a lot of questions about it, and. I, I was just reading yesterday and it appears that uh, the money is flowing from China into India, um, looking at India as uh, perhaps the better growth economy rather than China, which is too difficult to read at the moment. So a lot of issues there. I, I mean, Jimmy, just, just on a positive side on that, I, I still think… You've got a massive middle class there that's still buying you know still spending, and you see that in some of the luxury companies um they you know they're still traveling, still spending and and I think I say that's the way to play it rather than try and uh buy look at businesses that are selling into China rather than um you know so buy Western companies that are selling their goods and are uh, well you know well represented in China rather than looking at the Chinese uh, market itself.
0: Uncle David, do you think some of that uh, outflow that's coming out of China and going into India would have landed in South Africa if we had had better conditions? If we had, no doubt. <laughs> if no we, doubt. If we had fixed certain things, I mean, the likes of no Pick doubt. and Pay, we've spoken about yeah. at length. There are companies, Bytes Technologies, insanely good uh-huh. companies in South Africa yeah. that are at ridiculous discounts. Mm. Um, How do we then convince the international community and the international market that that's where the money should be coming to?
1: Without doubt. And look, they're not silly. You know, we need political change here. You know, we need a government that's, that uh, I know that there's a lot of talk down at the mining in Derbe, but people don't believe the talk anymore. They've got to see the results. So I think there's a lot of concerns and there's still concerns about basic issues like Transnet and Eskom and so on. And when we genuinely tackle that, and then you will find money coming back here. I mean, you know, this goes back to the late 1800s. I mean, that's how we financed the business. We were digging holes in the ground and people couldn't throw enough money at us. And the money's there. I mean, there's plenty of global money circulating. Uh, it's just, you've got to give reason for it to come here. And you, you were right. I mean, if you look at our businesses, there's so many well-run businesses. But they're under pressure now because they're having to finance costs that uh, were never on their agenda. You know, I'm talking about having to put up panels on their roof to get power and so on. But uh, it, it you know if we get things right, if we can just get the right balance, um, the money will come back. You know, it's not uh, we've got. I think in our favour, and I keep we've got an incredibly strong financial system. We've got a, a stock exchange that's been around for, I don't know, 140-odd years. You've got banks that are incredibly well-run and are secure, you know, not influenced by government. And uh, you've got a, a, a reserve bank and a treasury that are well-respected and trusted. So I think those are very important uh, elements you know, mm-hmm. of investment.
0: Speaking of banks and the trust that sits there, mm-hmm. the Competition Commission has decided they want to appeal the tri- um, appeal. Court's decision yeah. on the currency manipulation. What are your thoughts around that?
1: Uh, d- no, look, they must focus on something else. You know, spend the money <laughs> elsewhere. I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I, I don't think there's any grounds for them. And I don't know why they're making a an issue. It's almost like a political issue, you know, out of it. Sometimes you lose, walk away. You know, that's the best
0: thing. Is there no anyway. – Is, is there, I mean, mm. the, the age-old theory of where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, there are a couple of banks that have acknowledged and provided settlements mm. and have settled cases in the past. Is it a situation where this might have been something more prevalent to international <laughs> banks than our local banks, or is it just a hubbub I, over nothing?
1: You see, it's so difficult to interpret this.
0: Um,
1: you know, sometimes having been on the market, and although I'm not a currency trader – and uh, um, you know, but being on a physical market in in other words, when it was an open outcry, you know sometimes chaps spoke to each other, asking advice, doing things like that. I don't think they did it with malicious intent, but I think they just wanted to affirm you know I'm doing the right kind of thing, and uh so, and I think it's more or less confirmation or affirmation on a chat site rather than really colluding to, to manipulate a currency. And I think that's where, you know, in my mind, uh, I think perhaps uh, the concerns are, and it's easy to misinterpret that. I don't know if you – you know what I'm saying to you, Jimmy? You've got 20-odd people who are on a chat site, and a chap gets a big order, and he just wants affirmation. He sends out something and say, you know, listen, what should I do? How do you see the <laughs> Rand? You know, asking his mates. Mm. You know, Almost like we're chatting now. Mm. you know uh so I, I i i i perhaps have sympathy for i don't say that it didn't happen believe me i promise you there are enough cases where sometimes yeah there you know there was collusion but i don't think you can get 24 banks to sit around a table at Tash's or wherever in centred city and decide this is what we're going to do, never. Mm. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it is quite an interesting uh, conversation as well. I mm. mean, it's, it's, it's easy to see how the lines can be blurred mm. and how it can go yes. from a normal, con- innocent conversation to, hang on, we can actually make something of this, especially yeah. where um, those banks then make up 80 or 90 percent of the liquidity and you realize the level of control that you have i think uh, things around profits and greed and targets and kpis very quickly blur the lines but we'll see how that story unfolds we'll keep an eye on that and see what's happening there uh, other stories that are moving and that are doing fairly well we've had a couple of uh, stocks having got a good to give day you
1: one. Mm. i've got to give you one because i'm looking at abm bit okay yes. And I said, it's up 4%. I said, okay, what's the story? And the story coming out as I start digging is that Mr. Trump has said that, uh, uh, you know, Bud Light made a big mistake of epic proportions, you know, for their, and it paid a big price. It is not a woke company. It's a great American band. Brand and deserves a second chance. So there you've got Mr. <laughs> Mr. Trump coming out and endorsing Bud Light. So oh, he's not even president pre- again, and we're, we're oh,
0: we're going through no. this. I,
1: I, I love it. I love it. I story. remember the last yeah. time he was president. Every time
0: he'd open his X or Twitter account, uh, the markets would move, and it looks as though we're starting to do that. I mean, we. I think he's he's a leading um, opposition candidate in the Republicans' race has just pulled out. Yeah. Um, Nikki Haley and He seems to be the front-running Republican candidate. And it's looking more and more realistic that Donald J. Trump will be returning Uh, to the White House. And Lord help us all in the markets when he does. (laughs) (laughs) And he will be buying... Lots of Bud Light. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I am i don't know if I'm excited, uh, fearful, oh, in no, shock. No,
1: <laughs> you don't want it. Nope, no, we don't. I, oh, no.
0: We don't. And especially
1: at my age, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm starting to run out of time. I just thought, now I can't end my life with as
0: president. <laughs> <laughs> now's a good time to take annual leave. I, I know the guys at yeah. Sassman won't like it, but now's a, probably a good time to say, you're going to take a couple of months off and you'll <laughs> you will see us oh, in the next yeah. administration. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see how it turns out. Um, more likely than not, we might see Donald J. Trump return as president and see how that affects the markets. Uh, but as mm. always, Uncle David, thanks for your insights and your time. Uh, that's David Shapiro of Sasvan Wealth sharing his thoughts on uh, some of the market movements throughout the day, the general state of uh, world and global markets, and what we could potentially see uh In this year, as we know, we have a lot of elections unfolding. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.